Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kairos House Friends, the show where I sit down with the people that matter to me the most, and those people are my friends. Before we get started today, be sure to follow me on my favorite social media platforms. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on TikTok and on Snapchat at Kairos Keenan. And as always, you can visit my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. But enough about me. Enough about me and my good vibes and my positive energy and all that dumb stuff. It's not dumb. I love it. Uh, I'm sitting here with, uh, with a, a very lovely lady uh, that I have uh, I've gotten to know, I guess, over the last uh, year, year and a half, I guess it's been now. And I'm so happy that she has accepted my invite to, to be on my podcast. Uh, she is an English language educator at the Learning Community Charter School in Jersey City. And she was recently awarded a grant by the Association of American Educators Foundation and where this grant uh, will be used to purchase culturally representative young adult literature for independent reading. Uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit today about um, what it's like being a teacher in the pandemic world uh, something that she knows a little bit about. <laughs> so uh, I'm happy to, to have Samantha Vargas uh, on, on Kairos' friends today. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I am, I'm so happy that you're here. I, I, I would have never thought, number one, that I would uh, have you on a podcast of mine. This is a thing that is happening right now. It's happening. Well, you should dream bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I just never, it never crossed my mind. And now it's, it's here, it's happening. And we are in a different world than where we were this time last year, really. Uh, things, have, things have changed, to say the least, uh, in, in the world. Uh, and, and you are a teacher. So I guess before we get into all the nitty gritty here, just you in general, pandemic world, how are you holding up? How is anyone holding up really, you know? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question anymore. It's, it's been a long time. It's yes. It's been a long time. I just bought my second batch of cute masks. Ooh, so, okay. you know, we're there. Yes, you're at that point in the pandemic where you have cute masks. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm. <laughs> One to coordinate with the Halloween uh, mm. costume for the Halloween parade for the students. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It's a, it's weird. Everything is weird. I saw I saw your your Halloween costume. Are you, are you doing Scott Pilgrim versus the World uh, this year? That is, it's not their generation. They don't I know. know. but it's so it was such a it's such a cool costume idea though. Yeah. No, I'm uh, myself and some other teachers were being skeletons. Oh, skeleton okay. jumpsuits, right. skeleton masks. Got it, got it, got it. Do you have everything already worked out for that? Or do you still have, are you gonna do like the last minute procrastination Halloween, do it yourself kind of thing? No, no. <laughs> I take Halloween pretty seriously and I practice what I preach. I try not to procrastinate, so. That's fair, that's fair. Um, you, you, how long have you been teaching? This is my fourth year. Your fourth year. And, and what made you want to be a, a teacher like anyway, like what made you want to decide like what, like that you were like, hey, I'm gonna be a teacher, damn it. Like what, what, what made you decide that? 
I don't know. I've just known since like kindergarten when I was teaching all my stuffed animals. <laughs> um, I just, I like teaching people things. I love reading and writing. It just seems natural. I don't, I don't really know what else I would do. Right, right. And I've, I've gotten to see you uh, get excited about teaching and, and working with your students and uh, directing the school shows and, and, and things like that. And but now, obviously, we're in a different world, you know, and things are different now. Um, what is it like going from, I guess, your three years of just traditional teaching to what it is now? What is that transition like and how, how, how is it going so far? It's been interesting, to yeah. say the least. Um, I mean, this is... I'm, Previously, I was teaching sixth grade, and this is my first year teaching eighth grade. So mm -hmm. there was that transition to deal with on top of the transition of being all distance. Mm -hmm. um, I also basically now have a separate part-time job strictly for answering emails, mm -hmm. uh, which has increased by, oh my God, <laughs> three, five times. I don't know. There's so many emails. Can I hire you to answer my Never. emails? Because if Never. there's one no. thing that I'm Never. really bad at, I'm really bad at answering text messages and emails. So can I just like hire you to answer my emails? There is a fine art to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but, I mean, before we, we went to this, uh, my classroom was basically 80% paperless. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of stuff uh, online anyway. Okay. And I teach, an, I teach an older grade and they're much more competent with the technology. I I do not understand how the elementary school teachers are doing it right oh, now. Man. I, can, I can't imagine. Um, it takes an immense amount of patience that I don't have. Um, <laughs> I'm glad somebody has it. Right. <laughs> yeah, because the kids have to get education from somewhere. Is your, the, is your school district really, 100% It's really hard for the little ones to sit yeah. in front of a screen and navigate that by themselves. Right. Is it, is it completely virtual or are kids allowed to come to school? In your district um, at my school we're 100% virtual right now okay and do you teach from home or do you go to the school and teach um I've been doing a little bit of both okay I, I live really close to the school right um on days where I'm reading out loud from the book mm. I'm sure my husband doesn't want to hear the outsiders the same chapter like three times in a row at the top of my lungs that's a good you know, my jacket you know i do a pretty good pony boy and my johnny is spot on <laughs> that's funny so so do you, how much do you miss the traditional aspect of teaching you know being in a classroom with students right then and right there in front of you how much do you miss that every day all the time Mm -hmm. Teachers are miserable right now. I mean, this isn't why I got into teaching. Right, right, right. And it's hard because it's it's really shining a light on all those inequities in the education system mm -hmm. that I was gonna bring we that already up. knew were there, but now they're just it's glaring. Right, right. I was gonna I was gonna ask you because so so you work you work in Jersey City, right? Um, and is it fair to say that a majority of the students there are people of color? Um, so I work at a school that is really, really diverse. We, oh, that's have, good. Okay. we have everyone there. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't and, say there's really any majority. Right, right, right. And from a from a uh, income level, all over the you, place. It's, it's all over the place. And so are you? So you're saying that you're seeing the 
uh, discrepancies, I guess, between. Because I teach the richest kids and I teach the poorest kids and I teach the kids all in between. Right. And mm -hmm. how do you find a way to balance that? You know, since you, get, you, since you have such a wide ar array of, of students that, you know, have access to these things and some that don't and all that, how do you find a way to balance that? Is it, is it difficult? It's, I don't know, it's tough. There isn't enough yoga in the world. Um, no, it's tough because, you know, you have a student who's working on a MacBook and has excellent Wi-Fi connection and is in their upstate New York house. Mm -hmm. And that that's a, an incredible virtual learning environment for that child. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, I have another student who is in charge of watching all the siblings in the house. Oh, and wow. it's also like cooking and doing chores and their connection is really spotty and mm -hmm. it's not a quiet it's not a quiet environment and they're all in one tiny apartment and right. so it's just how do you how do you navigate that right right and but if there's one thing that i know about you uh just per uh getting to know you you know over the last you know year and a half and just seeing you in your element and uh, seeing how much you care about these students. If there's one thing that I know about you is that you still find a way, you know, because you love them so much, right? You love all of them equally and you care about them so much. And I'm curious, during this pandemic time, even though it's been different, do you still, you know, feel that you're, you know, connecting with, with your students and, and giving them, you know, I mean, and obviously it's different, you know, than what you're used to, but you know, you're, are you finding ways to still connect with them? Well, it's forcing to maybe creative. Um, I don't want any of our pieces of the curriculum to go to the wayside and have to cut things out just because we're virtual and have it suffer. Mm -hmm. um, and eighth grade is an important year at our school because it's their graduating year and it's supposed to be this extra special year. Uh, basically, the biggest part of my teaching pedagogy is kind of looking at the teacher as a performer, which mm. isn't necessarily fair or, um, you know, how everybody looks at it. But mm -hmm. if you're, if your students are bored, they're not engaged and they're not going to learn, they're going to tune you right. out. Right. Um, and especially over uh, Zoom. Yeah, and say, it's probably even more, even more prevalent now. Slump, the Zoom slump is real. <laughs> They are going to bed at 1 a.m. They're on their phones after they were on their screens all day. Yeah. They're not eating breakfast. Like, that's the reality of the situation. That's what I'm working with. Mm -hmm. uh, I get, the, I make them get up and stretch with me sometimes. Right, right. Uh, when they're really starting to fade away. Right, um, right. But I'm just trying to be a little bit entertaining. So this isn't a miserable, miserable experience. Right. And, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Because I was thinking about this before we got on today. I feel like it's kind of like a blessing in disguise that you are still like in comparison to some teachers out there that have been teaching for 30, 40 years, you know, that, that you are, you know, in your fourth year. And so it may be a little bit easier for you, I guess, to adapt to, to the what's happening in the world and the new technology that's being introduced and stuff like that. Um, some of the teachers that have been teaching for a long time, have you spoken with them and how are they feeling? Well, I teach with this one teacher who's been at the school for over 30 years. And before we moved to virtual learning, she, in the classroom, she didn't use any technology whatsoever. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. It was all like old school worksheets. Mm -hmm. She's OG. We love yeah. her. Like, 
classic. Not even like a scantron, like use a number two pencil. No, no, no. <laughs> and she, we love her, and it's just like very hands-on experiments, mm -hmm. and it's been it's been a challenge for her. But I commend her because she's keeping up. Like she made her mm -hmm. Google Classroom. She's teaching online on Zoom. She's doing experiments at home. She made little um, packets for them to take home so yeah. they can do experiments too with the resources. Um, so it's it's forcing us to be creative. Like, oh, we can still do labs, but we just have to, you know, do a pickup day for supplies. That's what I did with the books. Um, like, oh, they don't have to necessarily be reading on the screen. I can hand out these books that we have at the school. They just have to come pick them up. Right, right. Just think about things like that. Um, I'm going to be doing a podcast project with my students in our yeah. argumentative writing unit because yeah. we won't be able to do the debates in class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought that would be something interesting to do, take advantage of like all the technology. Yes, like what we're doing right now, uh, uh, filming a, a podcast via, and like you're, I'm all the way down by Philly and you're all the way up by Jersey City. And funny story, I'm going to tell this story. I'm going to make fun of myself for a second. So oh, I thought you were gonna tell the story. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna tell the story about the first time I, I came to Jersey City. I came to visit you. Oh, and so we went for a walk. What was the name of the park that we were walking through? Liberty State Park. So we were walking through Liberty State Park. Now, mind you, I had never been to Jersey City before in my life, and I didn't realize how close it was to New York City. I was just dumb. I had no idea. So we get to this park, we're walking uh, like along this river um and so i look I, i'm looking across the river and i'm like wow the jersey city buildings are, are huge wow they're really big i didn't realize jersey city had these big tall buildings and then you turn to me and you're like Karis, that's new york city. that's new york city all right you probably thought i was the dumbest person in the world i had no idea i had they, no idea i don't really teach geography anymore <laughs> Well, you probably you thought I was the dumbest in the world. You need to teach yourself geography these days. I had no, I had okay. never seen New York from that angle before because like like I've always taken like the train NJ Transit into into New York City. So by the time I see New York City, I'm already in the thick of it. Like I'm in I'm already amongst all of, all of the buildings. I had never seen New York City in person from New Jersey before, like ever. So like I was sitting there looking at it, I was like, wow, Jersey City buildings are really big. That's really big. And you're like, Kyra, <laughs> I thought you were going to tell a story of when my, my drive to Philly turned into a, oh. I wasn't going to put you on blast like that. But... No, it's okay. Well, uh... <laughs> well, uh, since I, I, you brought it up. So, so yeah. So you came down to, to the uh, Philly area to, to come visit me. And so, and so you're, what should take, well, how long does would it normally take? What, an hour and a half? Long time. It, it takes like an hour and a half, I guess, right? And it's and how long did it take you to get home that night? Like three hours. Three hours. And why did that happen, Sam? A long time. <laughs> you brought it up. I, you brought I, it up. Why did it happen? I, Sam? I took the wrong exit. You took the wrong That's exit. Why you need to read? That's why you need to read. Yes, and you took the wrong exit, and you ended up in Ohio somehow. I <laughs> It felt like it. <laughs> but you did make it home safely but i felt so bad i felt really bad <laughs> you're like you're like i don't want to talk about it even though you brought you brought it up i just said that's where i thought you were going uh, no never, never 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 i would never put you on blast like i just did but i just did i guess <laughs> um 
so so about your your students let's talk about your students for a second so um obviously you like the there's some students out there that like this is hard for them right so it's a kind of go through all of this um but what what kind of hopeful things have you been seeing from your students things that like will happen you know and you're like oh okay this is why i do this have you have you been experiencing that at all this year yeah you still do i mean i'm for oh there's a dog <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Uh, i'm fortunate i taught these guys uh back in sixth grade mm. so i got to see them when they were babies um and now they're so much bigger and they're they're just more mature mm -hmm. and the things they're saying i mean because the adultification of mm -hmm students in Jersey City in particular is real because asking high schoolers to apply to high schools with like PSAT scores right. and requiring rec letters from teachers and having them seek out majors in high school and it's just a, it's an incredible amount of pressure for someone their age right, right. Um, it's developmentally developmentally inappropriate really what it is sure uh, it's a lot of pressure uh, they think Oh, this school is going to affect where I go to college. Is going to affect my job, and they're just thirteen. Yeah, and they're also in a pandemic, right. and also like they're just seeing you know people being you know like look at the media right now. Like they're just yep. seeing people that look like themselves being brutalized, mm -hmm. and they like they're very politically aware. My students, yeah, and yeah. just it's a crazy time to be a student right now, like especially at the ripe age of 13, when you're mm -hmm. also like starting to discover yourself and like, you and realize all this is, like, oh, is happening in the world right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but they have people like you to help guide them in a way, you know? And yeah. I, I always I always feel it that um, <laughs> when it comes to important figures in people's lives, I feel like parents are number one and teachers are number two, right? Because some most of the time teachers like a, a child could see their teacher more than they see their parents sometimes right and, so much time with them yeah yeah so like so much time and like these teachers shape like every single person on this planet every single person yet i feel like teachers are so underappreciated in this world sometimes and like that will always baffle me it will always baffle me that teachers have to like spend some of their own money to go get supplies for their students. And, and, and then people get mad at teachers for being like, hey, pay us more, pay us what we deserve. It's an interesting culture we have surrounding it. It's, it's disappointing. Right. But you know, I'm doing it for the kid who's going to unmute their screen and say, mm -hmm. have a great day, Ms. Vargas. Mm -hmm. Like, or how are you doing today? Or, you know, I still like, you know, I'm still doing open mic once a week with my students on Zoom. And Lola's like, I'm going to turn my camera off so you don't see my house, but then I'm going to play green sleeves on the piano. And like, we're, just, we're still doing things like that. And my intern's sharing like paintings. And mm -hmm. it's, it's weird because now all these students are like, I'm in my house and they're all in my house with me. And it's just, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're missing that socialization part but like we're also like way more connected yeah. on a level than we've ever been before and like we wouldn't have been if we were in the classroom like right. we're right. seeing things and hearing things that 
they wouldn't have seen. Like they're seeing my dog on the couch next to me and they're hearing her freak out over the mailman. And <laughs> my screen lights up when she snores. And I have to tell them like, guys, that's not me snoring. <laughs> and like, you know, they see, they see like that I don't look good in the Zoom screen either. And my eye bags look gray and like, this isn't oh our best, gosh. like we're gonna get through it. It's weird, but <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where these particular students end up because sure. I think you'd be much more self-sufficient mm -hmm. sure. than others. Right, right. What is it What is it like uh, with parents right now? You know, you obviously you have to talk with, uh, <laughs> I see your face. Uh, uh, I, what is it like with parents right now? Because obviously it's difficult for a lot of parents too, obviously, like that maybe, you know, they have to go to work every day and they have to rely on so many, you know, things that are just like out of their control right now. Um, what is it like talking with parents every day? I, I can't imagine what it's like being a parent right now. Mm -hmm. um, everything that's kind of happening this year, I'm just trying to be as incredibly empathetic as I can. Mm -hmm. I know like, you need a deadline extension. Sure, you get a deadline extension. Like, I don't know what's going on in your home. This is not ideal. Right. Um, if you just made it through the day, that that's also a success like too right. like you didn't get to your paper and you can do it tomorrow like um and the parents like are the same way like i don't know what they have on their plate you're working a job and like your husband's furloughed or this one's working at night and like the kids are left alone or you're trying to do a job online and the kids are at home and you're trying to do their you know help with them with online school at the same time like i can't imagine having a kid at home on online school right now yeah yeah um, Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm trying to be very understanding. No, I hear you. I hear you. My um, goal is yeah. as little parent emails as possible. <laughs> so if there's really not many emails coming in, then I figure I'm doing a good job. <laughs> was have, have the emails and like died down? Because I would imagine leading up to the school year, there was a lot of emails from parents being like, what is happening? What is going on? How, how is this going to work and all of that? Has that kind of leveled out now that the school year is kind of like a-, like a I think we've fallen into a routine. I mean, my administration was pretty good about rolling out information to parents. Mm -hmm. There was a learning curve, like right. that was to be expected. I right. was telling my colleagues like first day of school, I'm fully expecting like five kids to show up. Like that's, <laughs> that's where like I had the bar like I know it's sad, but you know, I was like, if we don't think we're gonna run into problems, mm. like we're we're just gonna kill ourselves and burn right, ourselves right. out with these like high expectations that are just impossible. Right, right. Um, so we've been like every day something new, you know. Mm. I feel, and we're just like kind of learning as we go. But yeah. um, like I said, I'm trying to make it as least miserable as possible. Because <laughs> um, yeah. you know, high school applications on top of this all like um, they're just like spazzing out. Um, so, you know, I tell them, breathe through your nose. Come on, get up and stretch with me. I yell right. at them, like, don't make me stretch a lot. <laughs> do you think, do you think uh, school will ever be the same? Like, let's just say that um, we get a brand new cure to COVID-19 tomorrow and everybody's okay. Everybody takes everybody's back to normal. Do you think school and teaching and all of this and learning, do you think it'll ever go back to what it was? Or is this just like a new like everything's changed even if things go back to quote unquote normal just things are changed now do you think that's the case or will things just go back to the way they were 
I'm not sure. It, it's really going to depend on, you know, a lot of things. I mean, this has been really successful for a lot of children. And it's interesting. For instance, I had a student last year who had an autoimmune disease and he was out all the time. And that was a, like a huge issue. But now he's home all the time. So he's able mm. to be in school every day. Right. Um, so for someone like that, like this is this is incredible. Um, but it's it's not everyone's style of learning. Sure, sure. Um, some kids are really, really struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's just there's so much there's there's just yeah. such a range. Yeah, I think it really depends on the situation with the parent and how like the style of teaching of the teacher and how the student learns. Um, but it might be offered as an option. You might now see schools like that offer a virtual class option. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Right. I want to I want to play a little game with you. Um, I hope you're ready. What's up? Does this game have a name? Uh, yes. It's called What's Com- What Comes to Mind is what it's uh, called. Okay. Uh, so all I'm going to do is I'm going to say a word. And all you have to do is say the first thing that comes to your brain. It could be a word. Okay. Yeah, it could be anything like that. It could be a word, it could be a sentence, it could be a person, whatever it is. There's no right or wrong answer. So I'm just going to say a word. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your brain, okay? Okay. All right. Remember, there are no there are no right or wrong answers. I'm Nobody's judging you except for me. I'm judging you. But outside of that, nobody's judging you. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Okay. All right, here we go. First word, peace. I hope. Mm-hmm. Power. Oof. <laughs> Wait, what was the word? Oof. Oof. I like that. Oof. O-O-F, right? I like it. Uh, mindful. Batya. Batya? She's this yogi I used to know. Ooh, okay. I drink yogi tea. Any association? Probably not. Okay. Dumb question, Kairos. Uh, <laughs> uh, strong. Me. <laughs> you are. Uh, motivated. My mother. Mm, I like that. Begin. Morning. Mm, oh, I like that. Love. <laughs> so the first thing that popped into my mind, my coworker recently sent out a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, to cheer us up in these hard trying times, um, which, you know, I'll take any cute photo I can get now. <laughs> uh, and it was a, a photo of her. Pipple just had 13 puppies. Oh. Um, so that's what just popped into my mind was 13 Pipple puppies. That is, that's, listen, that works. That works. Once again, there are oh, no it is so cute. So <laughs> cute. Oh. Okay. okay, next word is secure. Home. Mm-hmm. Adventure. Mountains. Nice. Interesting. Okay. Mountains, really? Are you a mountain person? Really? I did not know that. No, I'm an That's everything cool. person. I like the beach, I like the mountains. I'm, I'm going I, I've known I've known you for a bit. I never I never thought of you as a mountain person. This, no, this I, don't know. I love I love to hike. I hiked I hiked the um the Rockies earlier this year. All right, cool. You're supposed to say congratulations, Iris. 
Oh, good job. <laughs> oh, proud of your hiking. <laughs> I've never been hiking before. My first hike was in first time. the Rockies. Were you okay? No, I was not okay. First of all, it was hiking a big mountain, number one. Number two, it's in Denver, Colorado, which is already a mile high. I could not breathe, Sam, at all. No. I could not breathe. I got to the top. I'm like, <sighs> so I have, to, I have to make it all the way back down? First. I, went, I went for a hike a few weekends ago at the Delaware Water Gap, Mount Tammany. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a short hike, but it's it's pretty steep. Yeah. <laughs> There was this, there was this couple in front of me. It was like very clearly on like just a first or like second, like a preliminary date, very oh, wow. beginning of the relationship date. Yeah. And she, someone had sold that this was a very easy hike to the other person. Oh, he was obviously not an avid hiker like the other person clearly oh, was. No. So this one person was like, "Geez, and the other like, person's like just really struggling." Oh no! Trying not to like sweat on the stay, and like she said, "This was an easy hike." Like you said, I wouldn't need to use my hands. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so they weren't ready for that steep. Of you a think hike. they went out on another date? I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> uh, and then the last word is learning. I know you said first word, but like so many came to mind at the same time. All. Go ahead, Sam. Um, no, no, no. There's no right or wrong answer. You can say it you want. Technically popped into my head first. We'll Which one got the best? <laughs> I think I got think community. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Those were good answers, Sam. <laughs> No, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about my answers. Um, <laughs> there was just there was so many words that popped into my head, and I think okay. that's indicative of learning. It's yeah. it encompasses so many different things and yeah. hits so many different things. Um, if if you could give one piece of advice to any young teacher out there that's listening right now, because we because we have listeners from from all over the world, really, but mainly in the United States. Um, if you could give a piece of advice to any young teacher out there that's struggling to teach through the pandemic, maybe something that you've learned or something that you're working on yourself, what would you tell them? Reach out to your coworkers, not necessarily administration, but your colleagues, like you should be sharing. No, no man is an island, as John Dunn would say. Like you shouldn't be isolated. Like I'm used to seeing my coworkers on a day-to-day -day basis going in the morning, like 20 minutes before, like the ruckus of children in the hallways, and I'm just there with my tea and like, like, oh, or like, you know, Johnny, do you like so and so in your class? And I'm like, yeah, he pulled that shit in my class too. Like, you know, just like that, that back and forth, and you just we miss it too as teachers, and just. You have to take care of yourself right now. Like you can't pour from an empty cup, mm -hmm. and it's the Zoom screen. Like the drain is real, and like I have to remind myself, like, oh, you have a break. Go outside and sit in the sun. Like drink a glass of water. Like these seem like basic things, but like you have to really actually remind yourself to take care of yourself right now, especially as a teacher, because. There's a lot more on our workload, which was already crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, this is, these are stressful times and there's a whole, there's a whole like emotional piece that like we take on that's extra as like having these connections with all these students and these students right. 
they're also going through all of this right now. So just try to take care of yourselves, reach out to each other, help each other, love each other, like be kind, (laughs) share. Like you don't have to make every single PowerPoint girl, like go find it, go find (laughs) it, it exists, edit it. Like go have a glass of wine instead and like call your friend. (laughs) Prioritize, like take care of yourself. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. And it's just, it's, it's even tougher because it doesn't seem like there's no exact end in sight. It'd be easier if I can know like, Oh, I I could do this. Just have to get to like March, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know when we're going back. I don't know if it's soon. I don't know if it's another year. I don't know. Like, I don't know anything. Right. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you were just talking about the Zoom drain. So I appreciate you uh, hopping on a Zoom with me right now. <laughs> it's a little podcast. different though. It's a little different though, because I mean, like I said, the, the the little ones have a tough time on Zoom, but like now, like with the eighth graders, like they yeah. think, you know, they think they're cool. And like, they're also over this now. So uh, sometimes I'm just like Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Like, I'm just teaching to the abyss. Oh muted zoom screens that don't want to talk and i'm like hey can you can you raise your screen i'm teaching right. to your forehead right um, so it's nice to actually have a conversation like, with you back <laughs> when you're talking at the they actually or respond yeah <laughs> well no i i appreciate you taking the time uh and i listen i'm i wish you nothing but uh, the best, not just to you, but to pretty much every teacher out there. Um, I know it's not easy. Uh, parents, if you're listening right now, please stay patient with our teachers. You know, they are figuring this out as they go along, just like you are. And, um, you know, a lot of the teachers are parents too. So they, they can empathize with what you're going through and uh, what you're dealing with uh, here. So we're going to figure this out, friends. We're going to figure it out and, and we're going to get there. And you know, this might be the new normal right now, but but we're all in this together as the famous high school musical quote goes. Thank you, Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens for that. <laughs> um, with that said, uh, Sam, thank you so much for, for chatting with me. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Everybody else, be sure to follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Vibe of Kai. You can also follow me on Snapchat and on TikTok at Kairos Keenan. As, and as I can't talk. And as always, you can follow me on my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. As always, thank you again for watching and for listening, and God bless and good vibes. I'm not going to be able to do that.